Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is indeed the broadcast for December the 30th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use at your fingertips. And uh, as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And as you further know, ladies and gentlemen, we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth as well. Man, have we got a barn burner broadcast for you today, ladies and gentlemen. First off, let's recap yesterday's show, shall we? Sam jumps into a monologue. What would the world be like? That's right. What would the world be like if we the people were peaceful? If we didn't have evil around the world? What would it be like if people seek the face of God? Uh, Meaning that we keep his commandments, we follow him, we believe in him. What if we were to keep those 12 commandments? The top two, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, might, and strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself, being the two great commandments. Then the 10 commandments that follow, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Keep the Sabbath day holy, right? What if we were to obey all those? Just think what the world would be like. Mm. There's a lot we could don't take the Lord thy God's name in vain, right? What what if we all behave? What would it be like? It could be incredible. Is the whole point, ladies and gentlemen? Let's strive to make it so, shall we? I get that we live in the real and we teach to the ideal. I understand there's a big gap between those two. I I know, but we can work on making the real become the ideal over time. Yes, it's a road to hoe, and you know what? In this life, we may never get there, but it's a great effort nonetheless, right? Welcome to the broadcast. So we talked about how many cases, or I'm sorry, many cases of the Omicron variant of COVID-19, by the way, nowadays are so mild that many Americans are struggling to determine whether they have the coronavirus Omicron variant or a cold yeah, so it's, it's, it's that bad. They don't even know they have it. They're just like, oh, man, I think I got a cold. They say the way you can tell the difference between the Omicron and a cold, by the way, is a cold comes on slowly. The Omicron comes on fast with a headache. There you go. But they say there's 40% of Americans that are asymptomatic anyway and don't even know they're sick. The CDC, by the way, now investigates 86 cruise ships with COVID-19 outbreaks. Now, remember, everybody on the cruise ships have been vaccinated, right? 
So this idea that we're spreading it, the non-vaxxed, and the vaxxed are not spreading it is an out blatant, outright blatant lie. Pope Francis did a wonderful job, though, shared his advice and penned an open letter to married couples for Christmas. Remember these three words in marriage, please. Thanks and sorry. Seeking help in marriage is great. The pandemic has taken a toll. we got to do so through prayer. Yeah, the Pope recommended prayer and forgiveness heals every wound. He also encouraged couples to please keep having children. So please, thank you, and I'm sorry. Some of the key words in marriage. He says pandemics have taken a toll on marriage, and this might be a way forward. Amen. I agree. Kindness, a soft answer, biblically turneth away wrath. No doubt about it. Good work to the Pope. Hour two of yesterday's broadcast. We talked about this new report's output puts Anthony Fauci's, quote, retirement pension at $350,000 per year. Biggest in U.S. government pension history. What a shame for Anthony Fauci. Why the Omicron symptoms seem to resemble the cold? Well, they say because the cold is now in Omicron. So to those of you in the early days who criticized us for comparing COVID to the cold, COVID to the flu, now shame on you for acting like they're so different. In fact, people can't tell the difference between having the cold and the latest version of Coco, right? So don't tell me that they're so different. They're very similar indeed. In fact, they all come from mutations, right? One mutation is not even close to the cold. In fact, it'll kill you. The Delta variant. Uh, then the other one, oh, the Omicron, oh, man, it's just like a cold we can't tell. See, all these, quote, derivatives, variants, strains, whatever word you want to use for it, are from the same family of viruses, folks. They're not so different. How did the flu numbers go down big time when code numbers were so up? Some would say, well, because people stayed at home and didn't spread it. Possible. That's a great theory. I appreciate that, but you don't have any evidence for that claim, although it may be somewhat true. I believe it's in part true, but I also believe it in part true that, hey, people got COVID and they misdiagnosed it as the flu or the cold or whatever else. You don't believe me, huh? The CDC now changes its estimate of the prevalence of the Omicron. They had to drop it. They said, hey, most people are Omicron now. Not true. It turns out that in the week, Ending December the 18th, it was primarily still Delta, and they had to reduce their guess that it was the Omicron big time. The only way they can really know, ladies and gentlemen, what strain is what or what derivative or whatever you want to call it, variant, is by doing sequencing on every case. They never did that. All they did was take a sampling. They, like a poll, applied it to the whole nation. Turned out they were wrong, and now they're correcting their numbers, and scientists say we're not surprised. They guess all the time. And furthermore, not only are we not surprised they've changed their numbers once, we expect them to change it again. And they say that's science, huh? I think it's quackery, ladies and gentlemen, to pass that off as fact as to science. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a truth teller for a reason. I don't like the lies going on. I don't like the dishonesty. And I don't like the lockdowns and the manipulation and the dividing of Americans over the vaxxed and unvaxxed. Over all this, I don't like any of it. The CDC, believe it or not, now finds 83% of Americans, did you hear me, 83% of Americans 
had COVID antibodies before the Delta surge even hit. Yeah, there was an article about this in Newsweek, written by Dara Roach. 9-3-2021, the article was released so literally three months ago almost. All right? And the CDC finds that over 83% of Americans have some antibodies to the COVID. Either they've got vaccines or they've been sick with it, so infections created antibodies. Who knows? But 83% had antibodies before the Delta variant. So now that the Delta variant over the last six, eight, whatever months has ran its cycle, and now that the Omicron variant is running its cycle, what percent of Americans have antibodies to the COVID family now? And the answer is way north of 83% because that was before Delta and Omicron, right? So if we've got well over, I don't know, I'm going to guess 85, 90, 95%, how are we claiming that the unvaxxed are the ones spreading the virus? The answer is they're lying to you and they got caught. Furthermore, they're breaking rules over there at the FAA. That's the Federal Aviation Administration. They're breaking their own rules. They have a rule that, set, that states that pilots are not allowed to be medicated on a drug that has been out for less than a year and fly. Why? Because it's not safe, right? So if you've taken medications that have been approved for less than a year, you're not able to fly, okay? According to a group of attorneys, doctors, and other experts, uh, an article in the Epic Times, um, you might have an adverse reaction from a vaccine, right? A guy who is a pilot is involved with this group, and he said he took the vaccine and it ended his career. Well, the bottom line is the FAA is breaking its own rules because not only is um, not only are the vaccines uh, not approved, but they've been out for less than a year. And you say, well, Sam, they're under emergency authorization. That doesn't mean that you have a authority to fly. Even when drugs go through the normal approval process, it's not safe to fly with those drugs they claim. But now they're saying, forget it. It's emergency authorized. It's never been approved and it's less than a year. And we still don't care. Well, now um, it turns out that these people, sadly, these pilots, they've all been vaccinated. They're asking them to fly. The pilots are saying, no, we can't. It breaks the rules. Furthermore, they're saying we've got, what do they call them, breakthrough infections? So much so that they're canceling literally thousands of flights across the country, ladies and gentlemen. I kid you not, it's insane. All right, Anthony Fauci also admits to nationwide plot to force vaccinations now i'm not a vaccine guy but whether you're for or against the vaccines are you for force anthony fauci just proposed a vaccine passport required for domestic air travel makes us wonder what other plans he has to roll out uh, vaccine packs passports we have to have one to go to the doctor how about the store yeah what other areas of life will he roll this out how about to exchange Christmas presents, to buy groceries? Anthony Fauci says we want to make sure people keep their masks on. I think the idea of taking your masks off, we never want to consider that, says Fauci. He wants you to have your mask on forever. The guy's insane. Liberty Roundtable, live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? 
Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman telling the tale of liberty like nobody's business. Yeah, man. So Dr. Anthony Fauci and CDC director, Michelle Walensky, both of them absolutely out of control. Uh, Walensky um, and Fauci have both said, listen, you attack us, you're attacking the science. Everything we do is backed by science. They lie, and now they admit the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Anthony Fauci confirmed that the reason behind the reduction of isolation guidelines from 10 days to 5 days uh, in other words, changes to the quarantine and the isolation protocols, if you will, was to keep society running, says Dr. Fauci. Now, let me ask you how scientific that is. We changed the number from 10 to 5 to keep society running. Never mind the threat or the spread or any of those things. It's to keep society running. Michelle doubles down and says, hey, new guidance for the isolation time. And shortening even for asymptomatic COVID-positive individuals was based on what we, the people, would be able to tolerate. So it's based on what we thought people would be able to tolerate. So it's to keep society running and to, uh, to, you know, whatever we thought the people would tolerate, except. In other words, they know they're on the verge of the people absolutely revolting and jettisoning their whole narrative because it's bogus. They also admit something else that's very interesting that they did not admit before. So remember, they, they say that they follow the science. Now what they're talking about is behavioral science. 
So now they add the behavioral component in there. So behavioral science says the people won't tolerate it. Society's going to melt down. Uh, we got to make these changes. Well, shame on them for this behavioral science because now you're getting into all kinds of jettisoning of the scientific method, all kinds of questions about real science and what it means, and now we can debate and disagree the science and everything else, right? Well, it gets worse because they also admit in this, I'm telling you right now, the narrative of the vaccinated science community is unraveling to the point of, you know what, the whole medical establishment has got a credibility crisis now because nurses all the way to doctors and physicians and virologists, and I can go on and on and on. They have doubled down, quadrupled down so much on these vaccines, uh, and now they're losing so much ground. Their credibility is absolutely just cratering. You say, why? Because they now admit that the PCR tests that they give everybody, the rapid COVID tests, aren't accurate. CDC finally admits that the gold standard COVID test is unreliable. Here's what she says. If we were to keep the 10-day in place, um, well, we moved it to five days, and we're not even going to demand a test anymore. Why? Because the test, the gold standard tests are so unreliable that we would have people in isolation for a very long time if we were to rely on PCR testing. WND.com, aren't more with the story. And if they had to rely on PCRs, it would be a long time. Now, here's the interesting thing. They say that the tests can detect a COVID infection for up to 12 weeks after first confirmation. So 12 weeks, literally almost 90 days, right? 12 times 7 is what? 84 days or whatever it is. No, 70, 80, 94 days or whatever. Okay, you're literally talking three months. And the tests falsely say you're positive, you're infected, even though, well, they told you 10 days you could go out of isolation before, 14 days maybe, who knows, whatever. Well, so that had to, if they were to rely on these tests, the tests say that you're infected literally for three months. How does that work, folks? Well, it doesn't, and they know it, and now they're finally admitting it. But here's the real question. How long have they known this? How long have they locked us down and relied on these tests? you got to show vaccination or a test to do anything, to go anywhere, to whatever. How long have they known this is bogus? That's a really critical question, because if they've known this for a long time and they haven't told the people, wow. Okay, it's been common knowledge, they say, among medical scientists for more than a year that the gold standard PCR test is unreliable when used to diagnose COVID-19. And now the CDC is acknowledging that fact. What do you think about that, folks? The answer is is they have lied to you, and now we have the proof. CDC Director Rochelle er, uh, Walensky 
told ABC's Good Morning America that our agency's newly updated guidelines, well, we can't use the test because, well, you know, 12 weeks is what we'll get. Everybody will be in isolation forever. Way back in July 2020, White House Corona advisor Fauci admitted in the middle of the July 2020 podcast that PCR tests pick up what they call harmless fragments of the coronavirus, listen carefully, that result in erroneous positives. Think about that. Many false positive cases. So we've known this for literally a year, folks. Now check this out. They further say, hey, we want to urge you to use the PCR tests. They say, so you've got symptoms and you've got a negative antigen test. Go get a PCR test. They're the gold standard. But the problem is with that gold standard, ladies and gentlemen, is it's a lie again. Okay, these tests are not accurate. And they're literally admitting it now. Literally telling you, hey, we cannot rely on the tests. They're not accurate. Now, who's been telling you the tests are not accurate? Us. We have. We've been telling you that for a long time now, right? I told you that I got a test and it was inaccurate. And I went to a physician and and he said, yeah, I don't even count on that. It's inaccurate. Go get another one. <laughs> then I told you I've got a personal dear family member that literally took three tests and it was negative, negative, negative. But he knew that he was sick. And he knew that he had all the symptoms. And he knew it was positive. He finally took a fourth test and it was positive. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't rely on these tests is the bottom line. Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Hey, thanks, Sam. Sorry to be a little bit late here, uh, Just, uh, but yeah, glad to be with you. Thank you. You're okay. So Fauci now admits the reason behind the changes from 10 days to 5 days and the jettison of the testing was to keep society running. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said the new guidance shortening is because we need we got to deal with behavioral science as well. The people wouldn't tolerate it. We're, we're just dealing with what the people can tolerate. And now they admit the rapid COVID tests may be less accurate with Omicron, FDA says. And it's been common knowledge among medical science that, A, the tests aren't that accurate. And even back in July, Anthony Fauci said they have false positives quite often. So now they're basically telling you they have no idea. They reduced the time frame from 10 to 5. They're not really pushing on testing anymore. Now, why they're telling you the tests are bogus and don't work, but uh, Joe Biden wants to literally pay for 500 million tests at taxpayers' expense. I don't know. But you can't trust anything they say anymore, Brian. Nothing. <laughs> That's great. You're, you're exactly right. I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And, and, and yet, you know, the news really doesn't get out to the people very fast. And so, you know, they keep pushing this agenda, their, their narrative, and, and, uh, and they just get spun in these lies. And, and it comes out, but then, it, then they jump on something else. So we don't focus too much on the fact that they're lying all the time. Fauci, see it? I don't know how Fauci continues to be on the news continually anyway. I mean, how, how does he just keep – why is he even in there? They, they should have fired him 
I don't years ago. I, 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 it's crazy. Anyway, that's what you've got. Now it gets <laughs> even worse. Because to prove they're shutting down our side of the debate, which proves they're scared and they can't handle a real open discussion because they know they'll lose yeah. the battle. And we've told right. you that forever, too. But now they have, Twitter has suspended the account of Dr. Robert Malone. He's a prominent scientist and virologist. He's one of the people that developed the mRNA vaccines, and he's concerned. He's been criticized big time for his skepticism of the COVID-19 vaccine safety. Well, they just shut his Twitter account down. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about it with Brian Rust in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. President Biden will speak with Russian President Vladimir Putin this afternoon ahead of a series of diplomatic talks in January over Russia's military buildup on its border with Ukraine. The call was requested by Vladimir Putin. Ghislaine Maxwell has been found guilty. A jury handed down its verdict on Wednesday following days of deliberations in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. The jury considered the case after hearing weeks of testimony during a trial in a New York federal court. Maxwell awaits sentencing and faces a maximum sentence of 65 years behind bars. The verdict comes more than two years after Epstein took his own life while in jail awaiting trial on similar charges. From the USA Radio Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. It should be noted Epstein's death is in dispute. Both the FBI and the Department of Justice Inspector General have ongoing investigations surrounding his demise. USA Radio News. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that shared more than $4 billion in each other's health care costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. With joy, hope, and happiness that comes with the Christmas season, so does debt. And this year, as inflation is out of control, that debt might be higher than you think. The average American is owing more than $1,200 after this holiday season. Fears of the Omicron variant and higher prices didn't stop holiday shoppers from going big this season. Lending Tree says more than a third of consumers reported they spent more than they could afford. While most put the debit on their credit cards, nearly 40% used the buy now, pay later financing to help spread out expenses. This type of payment method grew in popularity during the increase of online shopping during the pandemic. However, it's been found that installment buying encourages consumers to spend more than they can afford. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. A White House COVID-19 briefing Wednesday revealed a paper from the University of Eidenberg that suggests Omicron has a two-thirds reduction in the risk of COVID-19 hospitalizations. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you got your mask on? Not. You got your virus vaccination? Not. All right, Brian Rust, RustCunningup.com. If you can't trust them with regards to vaccinations, it's something as critical as the coronavirus, uh, one of the greatest pandemics really to ever come in our lifetime. If you can't trust their honesty on that, and they literally said, hey, you don't need a mask. And that was a scientific community, literally reality for years. And then they're like, oh, you got to wear a mask. The only reason we said you don't is because we didn't want you to take them from the first line people that needed them the most. We lied, sorry, but we had to. Now you got to wear a mask. That lie right on from the 14-day, hey, you got to just chill out and flatten the curve to two years later. They're ratcheting this stuff up. Joe Biden literally ordering over 500 million tests while the CDC and the FDA saying, hey, the tests aren't really even accurate. Whoa, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Then the guy that develops the mRNA vaccinations or the technology behind it, at least. Twitter then suspends the account of Dr. Robert Malone because they don't like what he has to say. Here's the reason I bring all this up. Can you trust the news? Can you trust your government? And now let's move to the economy. You got inflation running rampant now, too, due to the policies of these dishonest liars straight from the pit of hell. Brian? Yeah, that's, uh, it's, uh, it's chaotic, and that's, that's what they do is they, they clutter your, your mind with all these different things going on so that we can't even come to any kind of reasonable uh, idea or, or truth. Here, here's my question. is Okay, so they, they, they uh, shut down Dr. Malone's uh, Twitter account and, and information that might be helpful. How do we shut down their accounts so we don't have to hear the lies and the – Ooh, you know, let's I get like that. Fauci. How do you shut down Fauci's account? We don't want him on there. We don't want to hear it. And he's already lied. To him. I mean, isn't it? Isn't it? If, if they are lying to us out and out right, which they think, I guess Dr. Martin, that, that he's not lying to us. It's, it's there's, there's truth there, but they're shutting him down in the in the sense of well, he's lying to us. It's, it's harmful. We're going to shut it down. Well, it, it seems like a one way street there. Or maybe not that he's even lying because they can't refute what this expert says. He's too credentialed, etc. They just right. set him down and say, we don't want to hear from you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So All we right, should there rely you have on that. False. <laughs> but how's that going to relate to money is my real question, though. How does this work out? Where are we at honest money-wise right now? Gold? Uh, 1803.90. 180390 silver uh 2304 304 2304 and how's that right. looking compared to everything else well it's 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 staying about kind of where it is i mean on, on paper it's it's you know the little ups and ups and downs kind of in that market and and there's news stating the fact of okay here you've got your markets are kind of stagnant they're not doing much and you know and and, and based on the the spending and and all this, but but realistically, we're seeing we're seeing the inflation. We're seeing, I mean, every, everywhere you turn, prices are hiking. They're they're escalating. So, you know, to 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 factor in, okay, well, usually metals offset the dollar. I I read something this morning or something that's saying the dollar's showing some strength. <laughs> well, tell me where. I mean, if if we're trillions of dollars in debt. Don't you have to get trillions of dollars out of debt before you can say, well, now it's starting to move and we're in a good position? That's what I would think. But 
a little glitch up with the dollars. Oh, wow, the dollar's coming on strong. Well, I'm not seeing it. And uh, so it's, you know, and then if, you know, if Biden wants to pay for all these tests that don't even work, well, isn't that a waste of our dollars money? But apparently we can millions and trillions. Who cares? Let's just let's just do it. Make it do it. We're going to be all right. <laughs> well, Forbes okay. has an article that says this. Why infl- why is inflation rising right now? That's an interesting question, huh? Forbes advisor asks the question. Yes. And it's interesting. They have an editorial note at the top of their article and it says this. We earn a commercial or we earn a commission on partner links from Forbes. And they might affect our editors' opinions or, or and or evaluations. Why is inflation rising right now? <laughs> I look at that and go, okay, so you're telling me you're already compromised and your opinions are already manipulated and swayed, but I'm going to read why now, right? Right. <laughs> Inflation is here. The most recent consumer price index, or CPI, inflation reports that, hey, everything rose in November by a lot. Well, that was really, I mean, that was like an economist extraordinaire going off there. Overall, prices climbed 6.8%. Year-over-year, the largest increase since June 1992. Yeah, higher prices were broad-based, they say. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, the BLS. Take that L out and it makes sense. You know, there you go. With substantial (laughs) increases for gasoline, shelter, food, uh, and vehicles. The gasoline index alone rose 6-plus percent. They say when you strip out volatile food and energy prices... So-called core CPI inflation, the picture, was somewhat brighter. Now, why would you take out food and energy? Aren't those <laughs> look? You need four things to survive, Brian. I'm not very smart, but you got to have. What do you got to have? You got to have food, fuel, clothes, and shelter. Now, I know that you got to have air to breathe, and you got to have water to drink, and all that. I get it, right? But all I'm telling you is, you got to have those four things. How do you take out energy? And take out food and then say, that's the core index without those things. See, I think they're playing <laughs> games right from the very start, Brian. Right. Because if you really want to yeah. gauge inflation or gauge what the core index would be, it would be, hey, the things that I got to pay money for. I don't have to pay money for my air. Thank heavens. But food and water is one category. Let's call it food. Cost me money. Shelter. Cost me money. Clothes. Cost me money. Fuel to heat or cool so that you're not, you know, you don't die of whatever. Um, those four components, besides that, everything else is extra spending, really. I mean, if you had food, yeah. fuel, shelter, and clothing, I mean, you don't really have to spend any other money if you didn't have any other choice, do you? So how do they take that out but then claim with those numbers gone, it's core? In fact, it's everything <laughs> but the core, sir. That's right. See, I'm just an ignorant redneck economist. You know, I don't really understand anything like that economically. I better go to college and get me one of them degrees so I can figure it out. See, how dumb yeah. are we, people? Yeah, yeah. But Well, I, I'm apparently got my head in the sand. I just bury my head. I don't want to hear it, see it, or whatever. See, and then, oh, yeah, things are great down here in the sand. I can't, yeah. I, well, I can't breathe, really, in my head. But that's it. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. The you know how they how they work these numbers and and they just do whatever they need to to uh, you know I guess it's it's kind of like you know these big 
banking institutions, your JPs, your Chases, and so on, who are fined millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars every year for just doing business. So this is just doing business. This is kind of, you know, on the sheets or, or uh, you know, uh, work up the sheets that we, we are, are numbers, basically. That's just part of doing business. Now, yeah, we are making billions of dollars in profit. So the hundreds of millions that were illegal trading and all these things, that's just part of doing business. Okay. Okay. So that manipulation is, I mean, and see, it's, it's that kind of stuff that we just have to look at. And say, oh, okay, yeah, you're big. You, you know, it's 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 ridiculous, and and their their message is ridiculous. And they just keep throwing stuff out, and maybe we just buy into it a little more, or we get tired, and we say, okay, I guess what the heck. But it's 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 pathetic. Now here's what's interesting. They say, don't worry, Brian, the inflation is transitory. Now, everybody debates until the cows come home what transitory means, but most people mean that it, believe that it means, hey, it doesn't last forever. It just goes away eventually. It's transitory. It leaves. Kind of like a homeless person is transitory. They, they move around. It moves. It leaves. But now in congressional testimony, Jerome Powell, one of the leaders of the Fed, said we've got to retire the use of the term because it makes no sense. <laughs> so let me get this right. You use this term forever. Everybody uses it. And when somebody you know, says inflation, this is bad, they say, well, it's transitory. Don't worry. And then they try to leave people behind with their lingo. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, the leader of the Federal Reserve itself gets up before Congress testifying and says, hey, we've got to jettison this nebulous term. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. What are they talking about, man? <laughs> That's it. I'm trying to figure it out. It's such a I'm twisted and turned and. And pulled and pushed it so many. I I don't I don't know what they're talking about. I don't understand. Now they got another term yeah. you'll love, Brian. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready. No, really, you're gonna love this. You know what compensation is, don't you? Conversation? No, compensation. Oh, compensation. Sure. Yeah. It's like what you get paid or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like what you get for something. You know, you work. Your your compensation is this, or your okay. It's what your pay is. Well, now they have a new term that I'm going to have Brian respond to on the other side of the pause. Here it is. Inflation-adjusted compensation. We're going to talk about it in a second. Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Uneducated Redneck Radio talking about inflation. Why is inflation rising right now? Forbes wants to tell you. Don't worry, it's transitory. Oh, I mean, the Federal Reserve Chairman just went to Congress and said that word's nebulous. we got to quit using it. Okay, there you go. The media has been talking about transitory for months. Now they're finding out it's persistent is the other side of that coin, ladies and gentlemen. But nevertheless, why is inflation rising? We'll get to that in just a second. But here's the deal. Believe it or not, 26 states, Brian, will raise the minimum wage in 2022. 22 of the states start on January the 1st. So they got this new term now, buddy. And I'm going to tell you, it's all about inflation-adjusted compensation, sir. Yeah. Well, there you go. We should be compensated for for the rising prices that uh, that's going on. I mean, that's a nice, hey, I you got rising prices. All I got to do is increase your check, dude. Right? Yeah. Pay me more. Yeah, just increase the minimum wage by government edict mandate law. And right. so, don't worry if your if your box of cereal costs you forty seven dollars. You know, <laughs> yeah, you get paid a million right. bucks. To everybody's a millionaire, bro. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, Think about it. that for a minute. And they use these terms that people just get befuddled about, like this. Adjusted, or I'm sorry, inflation-adjusted compensation. Yeah. What the heck is that? <laughs> That's right. That means we raped you and robbed you uh, and basically swindled you out of your wealth. But don't worry, we'll give you a wheelbarrow full of fake money to go ahead and handle it. That's exactly right. <laughs> and then I bring this up, and they're like, Sam, you don't have a degree in economics, do you? Like, no, I'm just dumber than dirt running around with my wheelbarrow of fake money. But don't worry, I can buy everything I want. Me and Amazon uh, are buddies. You, you got it. You you figured it out, Sam. It's it's awesome. What the heck That's is awesome. going on with this stuff, though? I'm serious. 26 states raising minimum wage on January 1st, right when they admit that this Transitory inflation, transitory is a word we got to get rid of. Persistence, the word, but don't worry, we got uh, inflation-adjusted compensation uh, to to go ahead and remedy that problem. Yeah, that's. But how long will that last for prices to go up and my wages to go up and prices to go up and my wages to go up? Now they say energy's up thirty-three percent. I don't know how you weather that kind of. Pardon the pun. I don't know how you weather that thing, right? But it makes to make matters worse. The target inflation rate by the Fed is two percent. Even 2% will eat you alive over time, Brian. Yeah. You just hope you die before it eats you too much, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not, not that you want to uh, die. I'm just making a point that, folks, the only way out of it <laughs> is to call a halt to the con game. 
Hopefully natural yes. forces take over. There's a lady that's 110 years old. She beat the COVID and she beat the flu back in 1918. She beat them both, but now she died of old age. Uh, she was 110 years old. Yeah. You look at that and you go, man, that poor lady doesn't have to deal with, um, what do they call this thing? <clears throat> Let me get this right here. What do they call that thing? Uh, inflation adjusted compensation. She doesn't need to worry about that anymore, Brian. Well, she didn't get, yeah. Well, she, that's right. I wonder what about how much she'd make back in 1918 versus how much she'd make in 2020, you know? Right. 2021. That's and this right. brings back really the, the question, Brian, of why inflation now? Why is inflation rising right now? Do you want to respond to that? Well, I, yeah, I mean, all the things that are going on. I mean, as far let, let's just talk about honest money. There's one. I mean, if we're if we're trillions. You know, maybe we can deal with billions. We have been, you know, seems to be able to deal with the billions. But now we're we're jumping into the trillions, and I don't. We're not coming out of the trillions in debt. So, how's it all going to unravel? Like we, you know, all these things. So you've got the major debts, uh, which means we owe. There's major debt, and so, uh, and you just keep piling that money on top of money. That so. It, it, it continues to grow, and then, and then you then you can't get product, and then the supply chains, and then this and that, and then, and it just keeps going, you know. Instead of instead of realistically looking and helping and solving problems, this this agenda at the top has, is absolutely pathetic, you know. I mean, Rand Paul's been saying, oh, why don't we why don't we spend less? Why don't we help? And, and it, it just runs rampant, and so we, now we've got major and major and more major, and we sub, you know, all our stuff's coming from other countries. We subsidize so much that now we can't get products. So it, it's really, yeah, taxing on everybody as far as you know this agenda, and and then you throw in the COVID and all that, and, you know, we're just we're a mess. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if this redneck can break this down for you, ladies and gentlemen. Forbes took a stab at it, and they use these whacked-out terms like uh, inflation-adjusted compensation and these terms called uh, uh, transitory and everything else. I don't use any of those terms to do my deal. Here's the deal. The reason that inflation is rearing its ugly head now is this. The confidence game, the con game, the confidence game creates a dilemma for the Fed, okay? That's the bottom line. You say, Sam, what are you talking about? Well, the confidence game is the only reason that your paper that costs two cents to create a bill says $100 on it. Okay, right. The only reason you believe it's worth $100 is because, listen, in simple terms, the Fed is engaging in a confidence game. Where as long as we the people, <clears throat> we believe that the economic future of the United States is sound, okay? And as long as we believe that, then that $100 holds its $100 value, even though the fact is that paper's only worth two cents, okay? It's the confidence game being played. And they're playing a risky game now because as the American people get paranoid and, and, and fearful of everything, COVID on down, climate change on down, whatever it is. Um, they start to lose confidence. 
And if the American people lose confidence too much, the system will indeed crumble. There is nothing of real intrinsic value holding it up, ladies and gentlemen, nothing. So, Brian, redneck economist here, I'm just asking you, what is holding up the money besides the confidence game? Anything? Well, I mean, no, they just keep pumping. They're pumping more and more into that uh, con game. To, to make us feel like oh we're we're okay we've got you know money da 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 and we're just spending but but history, I mean, you know I I, I get a kick out of this uh, younger generation where well we're going to tear down history but why we learn from history and that's that's part of this con game is that that history shows what what the effects are of this and no country survived going off gold, the, the standard that we were on and and you look at every country that's continually devaluing their currency well what where are we headed that's where we're headed i mean realistically it is already devalued i mean we're seeing it so yeah there's the con game i i get it so so you know i challenge any of you rocket scientist economists to to uh, debate this with me i'm saying to you this the reason inflation is skyrocketing is because the Fed is engaged in a confidence game. And the key to winning this game for the Fed, ladies and gentlemen, is ensuring that markets believe that the long-term economic future of the United States is sound. Okay? Right. but And so far, the Fed has been very successful in playing this game, helped by the fact that the United States has a tremendous history of economic success okay they're relying on that how do we have such a great history of economic success because we used to have constitutional currency with real value and that provided well over a hundred years of our success then they jettisoned it literally in the early 70s completely so we've only had like what 50 years now uh, of the uh, and we've had the biggest swings the biggest meltdowns the biggest fleecing of the people we've ever seen but people are starting to realize the confidence game will eventually be lost by your government. And when that happens, man, I I fear the day, Brian. The people are going to absolutely right. come undone, sir. That's right. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, we, you know, it, so so that's it. I mean, the truth, they keep lying and, and all the things that are going on. You know, in order for peace of mind, preparation, you start putting away metal, you start, you know, food storage, you start, you know, doing the things you need to do to prepare because, our government doesn't care. They don't care about you. I mean, and we're, we're, it's evidence of this. They, they've got us so twisted up, and we can't. We need to – realistically, their their agenda is that we got to shut down the economy again. Holy smoke, everybody's getting together. New Year's, they're dropping the ball in New York. you got to get that mask on, more variants, more – oh, my goodness. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the agenda that's being pushed in our face right now. Follow us. But I'm we'll, telling we'll you, as they lose credibility over the vaccines, as they lose credibility over the economy, we got a credibility crisis for government and for the media here. Their credibility is cratering, Brian. Right, and I, I wonder who, why, why is there no accountability? I mean, is it because okay, we're so powerful, you can't tell us, we're going to tell you, and that's the problem. But boy, if you, I mean, for instance, that doc, you know, Doctor uh, Malone, is that his name, Malone? Uh, yeah, Dr. Robert Malone, yeah. yes, sir. We're going to shut his account down. Sam, we're, we're shutting your Facebook, Twitter accounts down. You, you're, you're just out there. 
you're a redneck and you're out there just telling we got to shut you down. Okay. And yet all this, their agenda, we see so many lives caught in their lives. But Fauci, man, he's the main guy. Let's put him on a pole. We'll, we'll, we'll follow him and he'll take care of us. I mean, it's wrong's right, right's wrong, and we're kind of just heading down that path, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a we got a credibility cratering crisis going on right now. Is all I can say. Uh, and I and I'm I'm sad to say it, but I think that's at the core of all this meltdown. Ladies and gentlemen, the real answer for you is to put constitutional currency in your portfolio. Um, I don't get a penny for saying this, folks. I'm just telling you that if you want stability, if you want a diverse portfolio, and not only invest in gold and silver, but take possession of the metal, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's peace of mind, having it where you can walk down through. It's, it's tangible in your hand. You're not calling anybody to go, oh, hey, can you give me some money because I want to sell some of my stuff. No, you have it now, and that's that's why you have it. I, I get a kick of all these headlines and so on, the, the growth, our, this next decade, our growth of 3.2% as our uh, you know, jobless pain unexpectedly declined. But these are all forged numbers. I mean – you know, and they're, how they change the narrative to make it look like, oh, we're going to increase. Well, 3.2% is nothing if we're 15 or 20% in the other way. I mean, it's, we haven't increased or even got back to the name. It, yeah, peace of mind. Put things away. Start preparing now. The media and government are suffering from a cratering credibility crisis, ladies and gentlemen. That's the bottom line. But I'm telling you right now, you need to take responsibility I would recommend you get the four main things we talked about. Shelter, food, clothing, and fuel. And then with any extra that you have, go ahead and get some medical supplies, some beans, bullets, and Band-Aids. And add to your portfolio constitutional currency to act as a hedge to protect you, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit. Don't panic. Don't do it all at once. Don't go in debt. Just a little bit at a time in a steady growth scenario. Day after day, a little bit, little bit, little bit becomes a lot. Brian Rust can help you get that done. Rustcoinandgift.com. Thanks, Brian. Hey, man, Sam. Way to go, brother. You got a friend in the honest money business, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust at Rustcoinandgift.com, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy? Save our sons and daughters. Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered would soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy? 
side to a blind man. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know? All right, ladies and gentlemen, what am I favorite Christmas songs ever of all time, ladies and gentlemen, really testifying of Christ like no other, truth-telling the best it gets. Did you know that God lives and that he loves you and that he's got commandments to bless you and your life, that he's put together the fundamental unit of society of the family to help you to live with him again? Oh, yeah. First, we usually learn line upon line. Hey, Holland's family. Thank you so much for watching. All right. Anyway, Peter Hollings with that, ladies and gentlemen, doing a phenomenal job. Just incredible. Uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to play that last song. We're not going to play any more Christmas tunes for the rest of the year. And you say, Sam, why did you even play them after Christmas? Come on now. Because I want us to remember the season. I want us to feel it. That's what I want. I want us to feel it. I want us to know. And I want the testimony of Christ to ring on. And I hope that every day we can make it Christmas Day. Not necessarily in terms of giving everybody presents and all that, but I'm talking about in terms of the way we live our lives. Do we have a method, or I'm sorry, do we have a, a mantra of civility amongst us? Kindness, patience, respect? Um, a, will we live and let live? Will we, will we let people kind of uh, you know, do their own thing in hopes that people will let us do the own thing? Do our own thing. That's our hope. Uh, so there you have it. Anyway, tomorrow we'll be focusing on Christmas Day, I might add. I'm sorry, on New Year's Day. Uh, a little bit. We'll be talking about the new year. We'll be kicking off. What do we What do we expect the new year to look like? We'll do that in the next couple of days. Um, you know, I don't I believe that we got to do it all on Christmas or New Year's Day. I don't believe we have to do, you know, recap by the end of the year. I think just around that time is good. Everybody will be having tomorrow, for example, uh, the recap of 2021. And then on, on January 1st, I'll be talking about the new year and everything. I'm going to put it off for a day or two and talk about it a little bit later than everybody else to kind of stagger that discussion intentionally as well. So be ready for that. Gislaine Maxwell, ladies and gentlemen, found guilty on sex trafficking charges. Yep, turns out five out of six counts guilty. Uh, they say she could be in prison for 65 years. I don't know the time. Some say it's five years per count. That would be 25 years. I don't really know how long she'll be in prison. I suspect her prison will be a cush prison life in the first place. 
Again, remember, the, the more famous you are, the more popular you are, the more money you have, the more you just have a, a just a, a, a peachy time in prison. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was in prison for literally uh, being a pedophile with little girls. And they literally let a guy out on work release. And he used to just be involved with little girls while he was even on work release from prison kind of stuff. Nobody monitored that guy. Nobody tracked him. He was the favorite's favorite. I mean, look, you got Donald Trump and Bill Clinton and everybody else that was on the Lolita Express kind of things. And, and you know, um, and Jeffrey Epstein's, quote, private island and all this kind of stuff. That story is deep. But they managed to go ahead and skate by with a few women saying, hey, he was a pervert. And uh, Ghislaine, you're a pervert, too. And, well, they didn't dig into too much because they didn't really bring out how many people were involved with Jeffrey Epstein. They didn't take the whole child sex trafficking ring down. No, uh, they just barbecued her and and uh, kind of drug in how perverted Jeffrey was. He's dead, so he doesn't matter. She'll go ahead and, you know, skate off to La La Land, and they're not going to really open up a can of worms uh, on this at all. They're not going to get to it. I wish they would, but they're not. The sex trafficking rings are too what do you want to call it, prevalent, too entrenched? That story is a big one indeed. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Ghislaine Maxwell found guilty on sex trafficking charges. There's a Supreme Court case update from um, the American Family Association president, Tim Wildman. They call it an AFA action alert. AFA.net um, is where that comes from. Now, the AFA doing a great job. I don't know if you know. A lot of people have been suing over this COVID fiasco, as you know, right? And um, you don't hear too much about this American Family Association lawsuit. I don't know why. But I'm going to go ahead and play this Supreme Court case update from the American Family Association so you kind of know where we're at. Here it is. Hi, I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association. You may have heard that we, AFA, and some other ministries are challenging the uh, Biden mandate with regards to the vaccines and how that affects our particular ministry. We're challenging that at the highest level at the Supreme Court. And Abraham Hamilton III here is with me. Abe is our general counsel. Abe, uh, we're being represented by who? First Liberty out of Plano, Texas, where Kelly Shackelford is the principal. They're friends of our ministry and also uh, warriors for the faith and in the courtroom who are representing right. us in this particular litigation. All right. Where does our case stand? Yeah, right now. And so just anybody who may not know, because AFA is based in Mississippi, we're in the Fifth Circuit's jurisdiction. So our original petition fighting against this mandate started in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. In response to our petition, the Fifth Circuit said, Mr. Biden, your administration, you can't do it. So they stayed the application of the mandate. Well, because a case was filed in every circuit in the whole country, the cases were submitted through a case lottery system that resulted in them being the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. As soon as the lottery system took effect, the Biden administration asked the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals to lift the stay, preventing them from implementing this mandate. Okay? The Sixth Circuit granted that, stay, granted that request to lift the stay. We immediately filed a petition with the U.S. Supreme Court saying, put the stay back in place pending full resolution of this matter. In response to that, the Supreme Court gave the Biden administration a deadline of December 30th, this Thursday, 
at 4 p.m. Eastern to respond to our emergency petition. Finally, the Supreme Court said, not only do we require the Biden administration to respond to that stay, we're going to hear the case basically on the meat of the issue with this emergency temporary standard is what, what it's called. So the Supreme Court has now set a dead, set an oral argument date of January 7th, where this issue will be argued before the U.S. Supreme Court, including our issues that are being represented in the oral argument to determine whether or not this thing is constitutional. And as the whole time when we say the issue is not whether or not the vaccines are good, bad, or whatever, the question is, does the federal government, the executive branch, have the authority to force us to make our staff members get the shot or get tested? We say no. The, the president of the United States does not have the authority to force that. So we'll see where this, uh, what happens at the Supreme Court level. We ask you to pray about this situation. It's Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. their deadline to respond to our petition. And then oral argument is January 7th. All right, we'll keep you posted, folks. Thanks for joining us. There you have it. The American Family Association, in my opinion, doing a stellar job. And there's a Supreme Court case update from the American Family Association president, Tim Wildman, and uh, doing a great job. I appreciate them and their lawsuits. They're forcing it to go all the way to the Supreme Court. I, again, don't believe we need to go to the courts for this because I believe states can just nullify now, and that's what states ought to be doing, but most states aren't willing to, to go that far and to take that on. A few are, and I'm grateful for them. Uh, but in the in the uh, example of the AFA and others, in other words, businesses, or nonprofits or whatever else, you know, our entities, our redress of grievance is the courts. All right, look at your First Amendment. You have the right to your free speech. You have the right to freedom of religion. You have the right to freedom of the press. You have the right to peacefully assemble. I never said protest, by the way. You have the right to peacefully assemble, and you have a right to a redress of grievances, and the courts are where we take that in America. Hopefully, the Supreme Court will be honorable about this discussion. Uh, but the two dates today, the 30th, which is Thursday, uh, 4.30 or whatever it was, Eastern Time, uh, we should get a response by that time frame, and we'll know what they're saying. Uh, and then on the 7th, the litigation for this begins. So 2022 kicks off with litigation at the Supreme Court by the American Family Association standing for our rights not to be forced by your president to get a vaccination or a test. That's good news that we fight for freedom, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable, live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still-industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. 
If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine and an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert Vandenbosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, Sam Bushman on your radio. Got a lot going on in the news, ladies and gentlemen. Ghislaine Maxwell found guilty. I bet you'll have a cush time in prison. I'll tell you that right now. I pray that, uh, well, that justice is really done here, but I just don't have confidence. The richer you are, the more, quote, inside status you have. And trust you, me, being the female leader of a sex trafficking ring, there's a lot of rich and famous people that are uh, dependent on her to stay quiet, right? Now, they say that she named names, but I don't believe it. Whose names? Where? Are people getting arrested because she named names? What's going on? See, I don't, I don't really see any repercussions because the crime syndicate, when it comes to sex trafficking and when it comes to perversions, is just too great in America, too great around the world now. Perverts and, um, you know, uh, it just get uh, it, it's hard to even... Uh, drill into and discuss it's so evil and bad. Uh, the Supreme Court case update, we should get an answer, hopefully from the government, by 4.30 today. The American Family Association, and then they litigate this thing on January the 7th in the Supreme Court, kicking off 2022 with a, with a bang, I guess, right? All right, Freedom Watch is a group started by Larry Clayman. Larry Clayman started Judicial Watch, then moved on to Freedom Watch. He's with Freedom Watch now. He's the lead counsel, lead attorney there. And Clayman says, watch the hypocrisy over Harry Reid. Bottom line is, Harry Reid was a corrupt disgrace of a senator. I agree with Larry Clayman on that reality. Harry Reid was a shame. A disappointment. He literally called Richard Mack a terrorist. <clears throat> and, and people like me, terrorists. The guy really was a bad guy in the Senate. He did not stand for the Constitution. He did not keep his oath of office. All that's true. But I disagree with Larry Clayman a little bit in that um, you can criticize his actions but I wouldn't criticize the person. The choices Harry Reid made were uh, less than desirable, that's for sure. Uh, but you know what? I don't want to attack the guy in death. My response is, you know what? As a senator, he failed the people without a doubt. 
But you know what? I hope that his family finds peace. And I hope that as he's on the other side of the veil now with his maker, that on that side of the veil he has a change of heart is my prayer. So I get the hypocrisy where everybody's running around and, you know, praising him as a wonderful man, incredible loss to the nation, the great senator of this and that. The hypocrisy's sickening. I agree with Larry Clayman. But I also agree that let's not attack the guy to his death. Let's say, hey, he'll meet his maker. Our prayers are that it goes well for him. I'll tell you that right now. And our prayers are that he has a change of heart and he has remorse for his actions on the earth that really created all kinds of mischief and harm and et cetera to people. But in the meantime, I pray for his family, though. It's a sad loss for them. And you know what? We need to have a little bit of, of the Savior's understanding of this. You know, even if we disagree with somebody, we can still grieve for them. We can still have sorrow for their loss. I'll give you an example. Lazarus, uh, you know, the girls were par- just absolutely freaking out. You know what? Lazarus is dead. What are we going to do? And instead of the Savior just going, don't worry about it. I got this, man. Don't worry about it. And laughing at him or saying whatever. He took the time even when he came. Days later he came. And he took the time to even stop before he rose Lazarus, Lazarus from the dead. And he stopped and he mourned with those girls. Didn't he? He mourned with them and he, and he understood their pain and their suffering and their difficulties. And I think we need to learn to follow the master and do the same. Even if, you know, for us something doesn't seem to be uh, really critical or important or whatever. We need to have respect and honor for others and have, you know what, grieve with those who grieve and celebrate with those who celebrate and bear the burdens of one another. That's our commitment of baptism, right? And we can have proper grieving for people. So I grieve with Harry Reid's family. I'm sure it's a loss of a father and a husband and a grandfather and whatever, all these things. And it's a sad tale. But I want to be very careful that we we remember how we should behave. I don't agree with him being a senator and his actions as a senator at all. In fact, to me, it was a sad disgrace. But at the same time, he's a son of God as well. And I, I pray for his soul. Anyway, I, I think it's worthy of, of that discussion. But anyway, then the Savior, after he grieved with the women, he then went and, and, and said, hey, Lazarus, come forth. And he brought him back to life. What an incredible miracle, the gift of life, no doubt. And so I bring that up, though, because the Savior Jesus Christ understands all these emotions and can properly process them, whereas oftentimes we can't. We get sideways so easily. But we can always look to the master, to Jesus Christ as a guide. Right? We can always look to that as an example and a solution. And you know what? We live in the uh, the real, but we strive for the ideal. No doubt Jesus Christ lived the ideal. I know we're in the real, and I'm far from the ideal. But I can sure work on making my real closer and closer to the ideal by trying, by striving, by working at it, by doing my very best. That's what I want to do. All right, speaking of religious things, this is just sick, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know really how to even report this kind of a story to you, but I must because I want you to understand what's going on around the world. It's just sick. Bible Museum in Germany portrays Jesus as the, quote, queen of heaven. This is simply man trying to bring God down to 
his own level. Bob Unra, World Net Daily or WND.com with the piece. A Bible museum in Germany has staged a gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and query, or queer-themed exhibit that proclaims to all you are good as you are. And it's been slammed as a, quote, profane perversion of the Bible by Franklin Graham and other religious leaders. Um, Franklin Graham, as you know, is with America's Purse, or Samaritan's Purse, and the ministry there, right? The idea that there's an LGBTQ theme in the Bible is a lie, Graham told Fox News. When homosexuality is mentioned in the Bible, it is sin. It's rebellion against God, and it's associated with the judgments of God. Any suggestion that Jesus Christ is, quote, transgender is not only false, but it's just sick. We know who Jesus Christ is, Graham continued. And from the time of Christ's birth on that Christmas morning to his sacrificial death on the cross to his resurrection from the tomb, the Bible only refers to Jesus Christ as a male. And it's about the Prince of Peace. It's a profane perversion. Amen. I, I just don't even know how to exactly report these kind of stories because they're just, they're unhinged, folks. They're just insane. Can you imagine a suggestion that Jesus Christ is transgender? It's not only false, it's just sick. Wow, I don't really know how to respond to the whole thing because it's just so diabolical, so evil, so dishonest, so corrupt, so immoral that it's hard for guys like me in the news to even respond to the discussion. I mean, you know, does this deserve a response? Does this deserve to be highlighted in the news? On one hand, you think you ought to not even mention it because it's just so sick and so off base, so unhinged, so crazy that you don't even want to give it any time. The, the reason that I give it time, though, is literally if it's a museum, folks, it's beyond just an idea or a suggestion from some whacked out collegiate professor somewhere or something. This is literally codified in physical, in the physical world, promoting this perversion. And you could say, well, it's in Germany. It's not in America. You know what? It's coming. <sighs> to a museum near you if we're not very careful, ladies and gentlemen. We better push back on this in the culture war like nobody's business. Don't let it take root. They've already, per, you know, portrayed Jesus Christ uh, as gay in films and everything else. I reject the narrative. Jesus Christ is a male. God created male and female, and Jesus Christ is male. He's literally the son of Almighty God. Let's never forget that reality, shall we? I am Sam Bushman. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds on your favorite radio station. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. COVID-19 cases in the United States reached a pandemic record this week of 265,000 plus cases a day on average. It should be noted deaths and hospitalizations are not keeping pace. A jury found Ghislaine Maxwell guilty on five of six counts related to her role in Jeffrey Epstein's sexual abuse of minor girls. U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, Damian Williams. Unanimous jury has found Ghislaine Maxwell guilty of one of the worst crimes imaginable, facilitating and participating in the sexual abuse of children, crimes that she committed with her longtime partner and co-conspirator, Jeffrey Epstein. Maxwell attorney Bobby Sternheim, after the verdict was read Wednesday evening. We first- I firmly believe in Galen's innocence. Obviously, we are very disappointed with the verdict. We have already started working on the appeal, and we are confident that you will be vindicated. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot for Patriot VPN. Patriot VPN is a virtual private network service that uses military-grade encryption to protect your Internet connection on all of your devices. With Patriot VPN, your data and Internet privacy is secure anywhere in the world. Why do you need Patriot VPN? Cyber criminals, government, even your own Internet service provider collect and use your private information without your knowledge. Examples in the news recently, remember all the companies that have been hacked? Cuba censored the Internet to kill protests? Here in America, conservative groups are being actively targeted. Your personal information and Internet history is being sold by your ISP. It's all happening every day, but not with Patriot VPN. With Patriot VPN, your Internet activity and history is protected from prying eyes forever. Patriot VPN is a veteran-owned business right here in the USA. For business or your family, starting at only $6.95 a month, use code WAR and get three months free. With an annual subscription, it's all at PatriotVPN.com. That's PatriotVPN.com. President Biden will take a call with Russian President Vladimir Putin this afternoon, Eastern Time, to discuss a range of topics, including upcoming diplomatic engagements with Russia. The call was requested by Putin. And according to an administration official, Biden accepted because, quote, he believes when it comes to Russia, there is no substitute for a direct leader-leader dialogue, end quote. More details are coming out with regards to the multi-location murder spree in Denver, Colorado, earlier this week. A Denver police spokesman said the writings are part of the investigation into what led 47-year-old Lyndon James McLeod to carry out the Monday shootings. Authorities believe McLeod wrote fictional books self-published online that named some of his real-life victims and described similar attacks. Police say McLeod knew most of the people he shot through business or personal relationships, and they're still investigating the motive. In the USA Radio Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. USA Radio News. All right. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how to deal with this story. It's just sick. They're portraying in Germany in a museum that Jesus is transgender. Folks, it is absolutely sick. They're calling him the queen of heaven. I mean, it is insane, unhinged, and we better push back in the culture war against this false, dishonest narrative. They're trying to crucify Christ afresh. Don't let them do it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't stand for it. Push back. Be polite. But you know what? Uh-uh. We're not going with this dishonest, perverted, psychotic, unhinged narrative. All right, there you have that. By the way, the truth is starting to come forward and win. This is the good news for today. 
Headline says Americans are fleeing states with lockdown economies and lockdown government schools in large numbers. I guess the United States Census Bureau released state population and domestic migration estimates for April 1st, 2020 through July 1st, 2021. And they say uh, in statistics published on December 21st. And the interesting thing is this. It's clear from the census data which side is winning the contest for talent and taxpayers. States with the most strict pandemic lockdown measures also lost the greatest number of residents according to statistics. All right, you ready for the deal, ladies and gentlemen? California, New York, and Illinois lost the most. New York was the worst. California second, Illinois third. Wow, right? There you have it. The lockdowns, people are just simply not liking this stuff. Texas gained the most. Are you surprised? Texas in the gain column. They say 25 states with the most in-person learning in schools for 2021 gained the most. All right. That's according to the Wall Street Journal op-ed. They say former whacked out uh, mayor or governor, I'm sorry, Andrew Cuomo, suggested that he may challenge the Census Bureau's population calculation because I guess uh, they lost a state Congress member. Um, California also lost a seat, but the evidence is clear. Yeah. They don't really go into all the different states, the details, but it's interesting to say the least. And I really commend, uh, you know, the reporting on this. Because I look at this and I go, wow. Lost the most. Texas gains the most. Isn't that interesting? The truth is coming out, folks. That's the good news here, in, in my opinion, in this piece. I really find it tremendous. Uh, you think the states will listen and pay attention? When Americans are fleeing states with lockdown economies and schools in large numbers, people are fleeing. You think they'll really uh, do so in continuing large numbers to where the states will be forced to kind of pay attention to this? Or do you think New York just says, who cares? California says, who cares? Illinois says, who cares? Texas now literally making part of their, um, what's it called when you have your chamber of commerce and you push to bring business to your state? There's a term for that. I can't remember what it's called right now. Anyway, they're using it in their advertising and all their appeals. Come to Texas where people are free. Florida's doing the same thing. A lot of the Rocky Mountain states are doing the same thing where they're saying, hey, you know what, why don't you come where there's a more friendly climate to business? Why don't you join us? We're, we're not going to be as hostile. I think that's very interesting indeed as well. 
Anyway, so Americans are fleeing states with lockdowns. It's clear from the data who's winning the debate. Texas, one of the lead states to gain residents because they're not so hostile, right? All right, I guess there's a multi, multi-trillion dollars, what they're calling this. A multi-trillion dollar damaged solar storm awaits. They say this could literally be the end of the world as we know it. WorldNet Daily with the piece. WND.com has this. And it's a big article about, you know what? It's a multi-trillion dollar damaged solar storm that's going to come. They, they really, in the article, articulate it's not if, it's when. And are we ready? And the answer is we're not ready at all. When it happens, it's going to be bad news bears, they say. It's going to be a disaster. What do you think, folks? you think it's real? And I, you know, I don't know. I do believe that an EMP could come and could wipe out a lot of our stuff. There's no doubt about it. We've had storms like that in the past, and it hasn't been so brutal because we haven't had near the amount of electronics out in the field, if you will, right? So it hasn't been near as catastrophic as it could be. Will that happen? It may. I don't know. The problem that I have with it is the alarmist uh, nature of the stories. I don't want to be the guy that acts like the end of the world's coming. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that, you know, peddles fear. But I also don't want to be the guy that buries my head in the sand that ignores real concerns. So how do we deal with this? In my opinion, the way we deal with this is very simple. We don't act like the sky is falling. We don't panic people with paranoia porn. We don't peddle fear. We don't foster fear everywhere. We do what's right. We do what's right to tell the truth. And the truth is that, hey, there could be a severe storm that caused us real problems. That isn't a game. That isn't peddling fear to articulate that this could be a serious threat. An EMP is something that we should watch for and guard against. I agree with that. But what do we do about it might be the question. And what I don't like about this headline is this could be literally the end of the world as we know it kind of statements. I appreciate WND. They do a great job. They're one of the best reporting organizations on the planet. I mean, if there's three places I think you can get real solid news from, it's WND.com, The Epic Times, and The New American. I mean, I'm telling you right now, those three incredible news services uh, provide real value. Needtoknow.news is a great one that collates a lot of great information. G. Edward Griffin and crew there, too. Those are the four top news organizations that I look at these days. Uh, Daily Wire, Breitbart uh, are on the list as well. All right. Uh, But I don't like the fear that's kind of peddled in this discussion. I I believe it's counterproductive. I really do. I don't know that it's very helpful. It's discouraging, too. And it creates panic. I don't want to create panic. What I want you to do if you believe that things are unsafe in our world and that there's threats out there, it's appropriate to do a risk-reward analysis. It's appropriate to assess the concern. There's no doubt about that. I don't have any problem with any of that. But then what do we do about it? And the answer, in my opinion, is we slowly but surely make moves to improve our situation. 
And at first it might seem like, hey, we're not making much progress. I agree. But it doesn't have to happen all at once, right? And I think that if we turn to God and repent, I don't think there's anything that can take the place of that, by the way. If we turn to God and repent, and then if we work on preparedness steadily, you'll look back over a number of years and go, you know, I was just doing a teeny bit at a time, but wow, what a difference it makes, right? That's what you'll start to think in your mind and say, as it should be. So I really want to say there it could be a multi-trillion dollar damaged solar storm coming. And you know what? It could be the end of the world as we know it. But I would like to focus more on what is within my control to deal with or to do something about. That's really to me where the rubber meets the road, right? Because if it's beyond my ability to do something about it, it's just panicking and, and fear for nothing. If it's what can I do to prepare over time within my own means, that's wise preparedness. So what I'm trying to really get at is I want to avoid the extremes. And I want to focus on uh, what we would call uh, provenant kind of living. It's good to want to prepare. It's good to want to be self-sufficient. Those are wonderful qualities that we should foster for sure. And if there's panic or a, a concern, we ought to be aware of it and acknowledge it. But we ought not fall into fear. We ought to proceed with faith in Almighty God and do everything within our power and trust in God for the rest. You game? All right, there's an incredible NFL player speaking out. It's a bombshell article. I'll tell you about it in seconds. The NFL in the news, not for a flattering reason either. We'll tell you about it on your radio. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
All right, live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I teased the headline before the break. Here it is. Green Bay Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, a bombshell. NFL secretly administering derided COVID drugs. And then he goes on and he says, if science can't be questioned, it's propaganda. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. If science can't be questioned, it's propaganda. The article's in WND.com. The article's all over the internet. But treatments for COVID-19 incorporating hot-button drugs such as ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine literally being secretly adopted and administered by the NFL and other huge sports leagues. That's what Aaron Rodgers says. So Aaron Rodgers says, hey, I got COVID. It's well known. And I took ivermectin. Call it horse poop if you want to. Don't care. The fact is I got well quickly. And players all across the country are getting well quickly because of these miracle drugs. And then he talks about Joe Rogan. And he says, I took my cue from Joe Rogan. One of the greatest podcasters on Spotify. I took my cue from Joe Rogan and I got well. Joe got well. Now Sam Bushman, myself, I got well. So what Aaron Rodgers is telling you is the truth. The narrative of the mainstream press on this is falling apart. They called it horse poop. But now we find out, ladies and gentlemen, that not only... Do they know that's a lie? The FDA in bed with the WTO in bed with the, I'm sorry, the WHO, World Health Organization, all these groups literally standing silent while they mock ivermectin and other medications that could save lives. Let me say that again, that could save lives. And uh, while they stand silent, here's what's happening. Congress secretly was taking ivermectin. We had reports about this, folks. Uh, Dr. Pierre Corey, one of the greatest doctors and scientists that testified before Congress, talked about the value of ivermectin. Okay? And then he found out and discovered that Congress, literally over 100 Congress members, their staffs, and their families were secretly taking ivermectin. Now we find out that sports leagues with these incredible athletes, are literally taking ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. These are not fake drugs. If anybody should know the truth and have the doctors that could give you the skinny, it would be the medical people that handle the Congress. It would be the medical people that handle these incredible sports leagues. If anybody's got money to throw at doctors, it's the sports leagues. But Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers says, hey, I took ivermectin, and I don't care what you guys say. I'm not going to back down. You're giving this to people in secret, and the American people need to know about it. If you can't question the science, it's propaganda, he finishes. Do you need more of an indictment than that, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. He was on the XM show. Uh, They call it McAfee's Cyrus XM show. Think about that for a minute. This is serious. Rogers was referring to his own highly publicized bout with COVID-19 from which he quickly recovered. It took me a long time to recover because I couldn't get ivermectin at first. It took me a long time to find a doctor. 
They want the rest of us to die. But the sports teams in Congress knows the truth. But they idly stand by silent. The media knows the truth. How many of these media people are on ivermectin while they let us get mocked? Huh? In the interview, the future Hall of Famer took aim at the censorship and the criticism of COVID-19 vaccines. He says, if science can't be questioned, it's not science anymore. It's propaganda. So he's even taking on those people who are critical of those of us who don't want vaccines. Right? He says, along with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, Rogers was treated through or for COVID-19 through these monoclonal antibodies. Zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D. Yeah. I'm not some educated person, the Green Bay Packers quarterback continues, who's throwing stuff out there. You can trash me for whatever, but I also got better in 48 hours, so don't talk to me about any of this, he says. And I had symptoms. Anyway, there you have it. Aaron Rodgers doing a great job. I commend him. And the reason I focus so much on this is, look, Joe Rogan stood tall, told the truth. Aaron Rodgers, standing tall, told the truth. Both of them got well quickly because they went on vitamin C. They went on vitamin D. Right? They went on all these things that could make a difference. And they got well quickly. Both of them. Two national figures who tell you that's what the rest of the sports teams are doing and that's what Congress is doing. They both got better. And I add my personal witness. I didn't get better quick like they did because I couldn't get ivermectin. But as soon as I got ivermectin, literally within hours I was off oxygen, which I could not get off before without my oxygen levels dropping to like 70 in less than 10 seconds. So I got better. Now you've got three testimonies from three public figures. And you know that Congress is doing that. You know that these sports teams are doing that. But are you going to still trust Fauci? Or are you going to trust doctors Pierre Corey and others who are willing to tell the truth? It's all in your hands, ladies and gentlemen. You better figure out what you believe. You better decide what media you're willing to pay attention to. Kevin Montana, you're on the radio. Hi, Sam. I want to talk to you about COVID and the lockdowns. One of the worst things President Trump ever did, and I'm speaking as someone who voted for him twice, but one of the worst things he ever did was gave money to the states for locking down. My worst fear is states like Montana, who are currently not locked down, will lock down because the government, the federal government, will say, oh, uh, we're going to give you money, but you've got to do this, 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 and you've got to lock down. But if we don't give you money, then you're going to get this, this, this taken away. What's your take? That's my worst fear. Well, when you say your worst fear, what do you mean? Well, I, I guess my something that I fear, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say my worst fear, but the, my fear for the economy, my fear for these states. That they're going to get blithed into locking down again, and oh uh, well, if we don't, we'll take your, we'll take the money to repair your roads away. We'll take the money for transportation away. All these threats. They will try. The question in my mind is how much the American people push back. 
And I'll give you an example. When guys like me come on the radio and tell you that, hey, ivermectin saved my life. When guys like Aaron Rodgers come on and tell you that, hey, ivermectin saved his life. When Joe Rogan comes on and says, hey, it saved his life. When uh, Congress, over 100 members, their families and their staffs take ivermectin. When the sports teams are taking ivermectin secretly. Uh, the more of us that speak out, the more we get wind of the truth, the more Americans are going to push back. And the more Americans push back, the harder it will be for them to peddle that narrative. Time will tell. It's in the balance right now to see what will the courts do on January 7th with the American Family Association, who has literally sued Biden and crew over this. What's going to happen? And, and all I can tell you is the answer is we win if enough of us stand up. Our numbers are greater. We can win. But will the American people get the truth and demand it and stand up? And not, that time will tell, Kevin. Well, the problem is you've got people like my brother out there who's a dentist, and I had a heated discussion with him last weekend about ivermectin and even mentioned you and mentioned several others. And he goes, oh, just don't go off that. I go off of the American Medical Association. They're the premier research journal that I read. And I My response, to that, my response to that is very, very simple. Uh, I'll say two things to that. Number one, if the testing has been flawed, and they've known it. Why have we been told to test, 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 test for two years when we know the testing is not even accurate? Even Everybody in government admits it now. Michelle Relinsky, Anthony Fauci, all of them. That's number one. The tests are proven to not be uh, reliable. Second statement that I would make is when it comes to the vaccines, why are we still under experimental use authorization? We were told that they got approval. But none of the approval vaccines are available. How come? And so well, those can, those reality checks, your, your dentist, gentlemen, cannot respond to honestly. And if he can, let's have a debate publicly about it then. Let's do it. I'll give it a try. My, my brother is just very embedded with the medical. And it isn't just him. It's a lot of doctors I know. And I feel like. I'm beating a dead horse when I argue with a lot of people. Well, and my last point would be... Because they don't listen to alternative media. My last point would be, if they're so correct on the topic, why are they shutting down voices to the contrary? Why did they, the one of the people who created the mRNA technology, right? Uh, yeah. Let's see. His name is Dr. Robert Malone. He's one of the guys that created the mRNA technology. He is concerned about those vaccines to the point where he's questioning their safety. His name is Robert Malone. He's one of the chief doctors. He's even got more creds on this than Fauci by a long shot. He developed the technology. He now is being shut down. My response is why? Dr. Ben Carson is speaking out against this. And for the most part, he's being shut down. And my question to you is why? If they're not afraid of the truth and if they're backed by science, let's debate it openly. Let's let both sides of the discussion have their say. That's the genius of the American way. But the fact that they're willing to well, shut our side down by thing, force tells the story. Well, I'll tell you the funny thing about this is uh, after I got done making my case, he changed the subject on me. Does that tell you something? Yeah, he doesn't want to debate the facts. He wants to just peddle propaganda. Oh, yeah. And that's the problem. See this this Aaron that or, I'm sorry this guy that I mentioned that's this uh, Green Bay Packers um, quarterback guy or whatever else. What he's saying about this? What about that? What about him saying that hey they make fun of hydroxychloroquine and, and, and ivermectin? 
But Green Bay Packers uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, he's saying they're doing that in secret. Why? Why are they mocking us for these medications, but then for themselves in secret, they're taking them? Why would that be? And I'm going to ask these doctors these hard questions because the truth will be known, right? Oh, yeah. If my brother ever accepts the truth, I wonder how much cognitive dissonance theory he's going to have if he ever accepts it. It's just him. Several doctors don't want to have this debate that I know. Well, maybe they'll never accept the truth, but the truth is still the truth. Reality is things as they really are, Kevin. Oh, I agree with you, Sam, but the problem is a lot of people don't listen to alternative media. And we bring it up, oh, look at the study in the New American. Oh, you just the conspiracy theorists. We can go on those websites. Yeah, you're like right we, about that, we've sir. we lost the battle. Well, we'll keep fighting the fight. I'll tell you that right now. No matter how much we win or lose, I'll do my best and leave the rest up to God Almighty who's in charge. Never forget that. Thanks, Kevin. For Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will restore America. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate. Do all you can to help us as we tell the tale of truth. God save the Republic of the United States of America.